0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Cutting Weight. I'm your host, Mike Stahl. To my left, Shane McDonough. to my right, Jim Ayers. And we are going to have some fun tonight. I love that song. It's a little bit interesting because it's basically about an uncle's nephew who is going to tell his wife that he's having an affair on him. And he's saying it's going to be a pretty good time. I'm going to tell Aunt Mary about Uncle John, who's slip back in the alley with this girl named Long Tall Sally. I mean, it's basically caught his uncle in the act, he's having an affair, he's gonna tell his aunt about it, and this is this kid's idea of a great Saturday night.
1: I feel like, I, I mean, I've heard that song, you know, tons of times yeah never listen to the words nobody put it together just kind of thought hey you know you you go to the (laughs) the old dance hall or whatever. Get your foot tapping and and let's uh, let's dance to it it's, uh, it's kind of a misleading tune yeah
0: speaking of misleading anyone who uh works nights and got off shift last night came back to bed and and thought they'd i woke up and i thought oh my god how long did i sleep is it october i hope you enjoyed your spring and summer it's now October twelfth, and the uh, fall is here. So it must be uh, must be football season. But
2: yeah, it's nice, rainy, forty degrees today. That yeah, it's, it's snowed
0: just for just for a little bit out here at uh, Paw Paw Lake here in here in Shereen Falls. But we got a lot to talk about here today. A lot to unpack. It's going to be a uh, action packed show here tonight. We've got uh, we'll wrap up the Masters. We'll probably talk a little bit about this the. Uh, so what's going on in the world today um so how's everybody doing
2: good good it's good good week so far busy busy at work uh nothing uh nothing too exciting waiting for uh waiting for the weekend like usual
0: working for the weekend
2: working for the weekend everybody's Who's, working who, right who, the
0: weekend. who
1: sang that song shane no idea <laughs> <laughs> Am I supposed to know he's, that? Uh, no. I Why? mean, most people of your age color, Everybody's know that. working
0: for the weekend. Can you name, you know, where are some other places you might have heard that and like popular?
2: I've heard the song. I know what song you're talking about, but I have no idea
1: who sings it. It's Loverboy. It is Loverboy. You guys, guys have been the album, Loverboy fans? Is, well, is they, that what you're telling me? The, remember the album cover? The guy had like red leather pants on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like doing a like, peace sign right on his right ass. On yeah. I think it
0: was like, no, I'm. this is where I go number two.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that picture. Oh, Bullshit.
0: You've probably rubbed one out to that picture, Shane. So today's show is just going to be us making fun of Shane. Shane doesn't know this. Um, so but that's it's what, the
2: normal show. <laughs> that's what I we're feel like gonna, that's the normal show. That's so it's going to be
0: called our go-to show. <laughs> This is our go-to show. We're guestless again. Um, and again, if, if anyone who has been invited to be a, a, a guest on our show is curious, no one listens to it, so you really shouldn't have any concerns or reservations about coming on to Cutting Weight.
2: You're going to get two or three free beers. You're going to get 2
0: or 3 for your beers if you're Dan Meisner, you, you your price of admission is a bottle of single single barrel whiskey and some uh, and some some niche beers, but
1: And I'm not even 100% sure why we're recording this to be quite honest <laughs> actually, with you. Are we? I didn't know are we doing well, that?
2: There's a red light on. I don't know what that means. I God. mean if, if
1: it was like old school, we had to like actually put it down on like a cassette tape, like we would have run through all of our budget by now <laughs> and cuz there's no money coming in. It's just, it's just, you know. So. It, it will. It will. Just give it uh, time. I don't know.
0: But you shouldn't have any reservations. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, uh, welcome. This is an episode about, you know, this is a podcast about cutting weight. And you're, you're talking to um, three has-been wrestlers who used to actually cut actual weight when we were wrestling competitively. We've, If my body image is any kind of indication, I've given that up. But now we cut we cut weight and we help you kill time that might otherwise be well spent. And we're gonna we're gonna pass the time here for the next hour hour forty five maybe.
1: Eh, I think we'll stay. No, up there. let's stay do under fifty.
0: How about we do forty five minutes and tonight? Call it quits. Let's do,
1: let's do a hard. Let's do a hard out at thirty. <laughs> hey, you know what helps? There's, you want we'll to
0: take a soft five in the middle for uh, for a pee break and then right. right back. Um,
2: you know what helps you cut some weight, don't you? Uh, go ahead, beer.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Let's talk about the beer that we're drinking today. We've got uh, every every time we do this podcast, we talk, we introduce a beer that's uh, sometimes it's local, sometimes it's not, but it's typically pretty regional. And uh, today we're going back to back to the well uh, of Great Lakes Brewing Company, which was a staple our, which here, including our, our, our last podcast. Yeah, yeah, they really owe us some money at this point. Yeah, they're,
2: we're not going to get anything from
3: them.
0: Nope. But uh, but anyway, Haze Craft IPA comes to us from uh, Great Lakes Brewing Company, and it is again of the hazy IPA ilk. Comes to us in a twelve fluid ounce can, and they've really they've uh, kind of rejuvenated their marketing, I think, and and put some thought into their their artwork on their cans. They redid the Burning River. Um, they've gone from bottles to cans in a lot of cases, and uh, this one has uh, looks like a, a spaceship of a hop blasting off um
1: it's a hop ship mike
0: it's a hop ship it's and hop, it's uh, a hop
1: mess is what it looks <laughs> like one out.
0: is a hop mess blast into orbit through a hazy galaxy of otherworldly tropical fruit aromas and uh yeah um
1: uh, jim is this a new one this year yeah it is a new one they came out with it oh late 2020 i want to say so it's not like new for this season but uh i don't know if this is going to be one of their like staples throughout the year if it's just kind of a seasonal one they'll come out with but uh, pretty tasty. I mean, it's not really bitter, as most uh, like the juicy hazy IPAs are. Um, but it's still pretty good. It's it's not like overly overly high in the ABV, um, six point seven. So it's, it's still in Mike's wheelhouse. I mean, we've I think we've come to realize Mike's got a really big wheelhouse. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's pretty much if it's liquid and there's some alcohol in it like it turns out it's in mike's wheelhouse <laughs> no, so
0: absolutely kind of yeah it's like pizza even if it's really bad it's still pretty good yeah it's like so pe- it's or sex yep same so uh yeah thanks for thanks for allowing us to imbibe here today and uh shane you're the taskmaster master master of the show and uh what do you got for us here today what would you like to well, hear we, our we, opinions we, on
2: yeah let's start with uh we we've talked about the masters in the last episode so let's uh let's recap our thoughts on both uh the actual masters and our masters uh masters pool i mean we don't have to spend a lot of time in the masters pool at least my team didn't spend a lot of time in the tournament so. i don't think they
1: spent a lot of time practicing beforehand it's from the looks of it <laughs> <laughs> no i don't think
2: so. i don't think so i think mike you were you were down
1: there with me in the uh the seller you kind of standing but didn't did you finish really low too, or i thought you had a little bit of a comeback like on the weekend or no
0: no not at all i patrick reed was my my only guy in the well no kevin nah was in there as well uh no i think i b- finished bottom five and uh i've never i I, there, I i have i can't remember a year where i've been within striking distance of this tournament i donate i donate whatever the entry fee is every year and i'm happy to yeah, it's happy fu- to it's make fun somebody's you, day at the end of it. It's fun if
2: you're content and contention on Sunday and you're watching every shot and whatnot, but I, I was out the window like the first day this year, so
0: a couple of great stories though about, you know, diversity and inclusion in the Masters tournament and our first uh, Japanese winner and then also I think a guy that gives all of us, you know, a guy, a true amateur that comes up through the ranks in Zal Torres and nearly comes within a couple of strokes of damn near winning. The most prestigious tournament of the uh of the year. Um, yeah, I
1: mean if he wasn't like kind of bad at putting, he probably would have won. I mean he really struggled on the greens throughout the weekend.
2: I mean his first time playing there. That's that's you know Yeah, but tough. I
1: don't I mean he's he's good. I mean he was sixth at the US Open last year. Um he's had I think six top tens in his last like tennis starts or something i mean so he's but really he, good at ball striking he just is not good at putting right now but he's
3: not
0: a he wasn't a true qualifier right for his u.s open finish he was a qualifier for the corn Ferry. yeah he had
1: one open or something he had one i think or was he like the leading point scorer in that which is basically like the web it's like the minor league
0: i think it the, the corn Ferry open if i'm not mistaken is the tournament that happy gilmore entered <laughs> <laughs> it
1: might have been At the
0: beginning. of It, the, it might have been. And Have wow. you guys seen his uh, the Zalators' likeness
1: to Happy Gilmore's caddy? Oh yeah. my god, it's <laughs> amazing! Fantastic. When
2: I saw that, I'm like, "That's the best. That's the best thing to come out of the master." Well, girl. the Look. guy,
1: the guy that's Happy Gilmore's caddy, it's like that. I don't know his name, but like he's in all of the Sandler movies. Yeah, I mean, whatever. He's like Sandler's got like three buddies in, <laughs> really like, in, every, in every movie. Yeah, movie. yeah. Buscemi. <laughs> well, not even Buscemi. Like Buscemi's like in stuff on his own. I mean, he. You know he's a well-known actor but obviously he's good friends with sandler but like there's like three guys yeah. like the one guy from waterboy who's got like the crazy eyes or I, I mean yeah there's three dudes who if sandler wasn't you know a superstar these guys would never have been actors in any way and now they're probably set for life
0: if I ever make it big, you guys will have a, a, a you know a side role in any of the movies that I make. A side piece, well, and some side pieces as well. Maybe. <laughs>
2: thanks, thanks, Mike. Don't tell my wife about the side piece.
0: Um, yeah. the The, the course played um, firm and fast, and we got some rain. It slowed down a little bit. I mean, I it just seems like I I, I recall one specific highlight that uh, Nick Faldo was showing about the 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 differences in shots, and one was shane lowry and uh, jordan spieth off the green from from the the exact location um shane lowry puts his shot and they're doing the, the the side by they have the screen divided side by side and they show the shots um at the same time shane lowry puts his chip a foot away from where uh jordan spieth landed his jordan spieth hold out and shane lowry ended up in the water yeah, I mean it's just unbelievable, like what that what that course asks of uh, of the golfers there, and that's I think that's why it's so fun to watch.
1: How how, how freaking horrible was Xander Schauffele's six, What he had like a triple on sixteen. I mean, <laughs> it could have been like going into seventeen. It could have been like a tie or a one stroke lead for. Matsuyama, and after that, it was like, I mean, in, in general, the back nine at Augusta, which is always known for its fireworks and, you know, charges and like crazy excitement. Like it was super boring. Yeah. Um, I mean, Matsuyama put it in the water on 15 because he just like smoked. Like, no, I didn't even know there was water behind that green. Like no one ever goes like they, if anything, they land short yeah, in the creek. Right no one ever goes over it, let alone in the fucking water. Like he was juiced up and he <laughs> and it, smoked and it. didn't just it. like
2: barely trickle into the water. No, like, it, like- <laughs> it went in. So
1: it's like, wow, you know, maybe this is going to be something. And then the next hole, Shoffley, you know, just makes a fucking and he, and massacre said, of it.
2: And he said he hit like, he's like, oh, I hit a, Perfect shot like it's Yeah, just, well perfect shots
1: out. don't end up with triple bogeys on <laughs> yeah. sixteen. So nice nice try there, Xander. But yeah, I didn't uh, buy
2: his explanation either.
1: Maybe better luck next year. Loser.
0: There was an interesting thing that Nick Faldo said during the coverage that I that I uh, that I heard. And it's and it, they're on the T box and it's the Saturday round and uh Jim Nance is taking over the coverage for C B S at this point. And uh, it I mean that guy just does a great job. It's impossible not to not to be kind of be in trance whenever he's covering a, a sports event. I love I, you know, you guys obviously love him, him and Tony Romo on CBS.
1: I mean he could talk me into like doing just about anything probably. <laughs> Jim.
0: Jim, I want you to <laughs> I want you to put your hand on my pants right now.
1: Slowly whatever you say, Mr. Nance. Slowly, slowly, <laughs> to the bottom of the ball side. <laughs> move it around in a circle
2: real slow
0: (laughs) but anyway so uh nick faldo it's it you know the the coverage is so like you know so precise and they they choose their spots and it's a lot of silence but it's also like these you know pointed pointed comments and and just before zaltor's like laces one down the uh down the fairway he says his waist is a 28 inch waist (laughs) <laughs> and I thought that was the strangest thing, but they had been talking about how he's a pretty he's a pretty small stature, the uh, a lot of the big, you know, golf universities weren't into him and everything else. That that's the point he was trying to make. But,
1: <laughs> but it's still like what does that have to do with anything? The,
0: and I think if, you know, uh, you know, the rest of Vern or whoever all those other guys around the course Trevor Immelman, or just like what what, what was that? Did he say 28 oh god how uh, does he know
1: that how is that relevant can, <laughs> how is it relevant now can, can, we we get know? Fact, can we get a fact check on that can someone run up behind him and 20, pull his tag what's out? his inseam <laughs> yeah that seems odd i didn't catch that but that <laughs> yeah. seems like an odd yeah young sprite
0: he's got uh 28 inch uh 28 inch waist I talk, 20,
1: I, 28 inch trousers i think on that one <laughs> i talked to his tailor earlier in the day <laughs> but like how do you fucking find that out Faldo? Uh, yeah, I yeah, just, like what? on the driving range before the round you're like well, what's the matter hey uh yeah. what's, what's your trouser size son <laughs>
0: I just think that uh, Craig Stadler is at his house, like I had a fucking forty-six inch waist. Fuck him. I'm glad he never mentioned it though,
1: because actually I squeezed into the forty-six. <laughs> yeah, should have been a fifty. Just in case they were going to mention some. <laughs> they always ask me before the show. That was a cool like, fifty, 50 but I squeezed this? myself into
2: a forty-six. I was forty-six on Thursday, but after six oh, pimento oh, no. cheese <laughs> sandwiches at the turn, <laughs> they don't bring it. They don't bring it up.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Interesting tidbit.
0: What's your what's your uh, what's your
1: waist, Shane? Thirty-four. It's probably uh, less than now. You're like 30, you're you're Mr. Peloton. 30, 32 now. Solid thirty-two. I was a thirty-two in like fourth grade. <laughs> Granted, I was. I think we covered this. I was a little. I was on the husky side.
0: You were a thirty-four I've been, uh, C. I've been I in the mid. I've been
1: in, in the mid thirties for the greater part of my life.
0: <laughs> Judging by some of the some of the pictures of your childhood, they had to blur out your chest when you weren't wearing a shirt
1: just because they didn't want you know i mean they you know they thought they didn't know like is he a boy is he a girl with short hair what's going on
0: i'd never known Jib as a kid i met him for the first time in college you seen pictures i did and i went i went over um and met his parents and we hung out at their house for a little bit and moms like they like to do tend to you know like to embarrass their kids immediately and you know, aside from the pictures of Jim Ayers, like, you know, with the... Oh, those senior, senior, senior pictures. pictures are bad. <laughs> fantastic. We
2: got to post some of those on the... Uh, yeah, those were bad. I've got
0: I guess, one like... of me in, like, a field. Like, I don't even know where that field was. It's, like, a, just an indiscriminate field. I think
2: I was leaning field. against, like, a ladder or something.
1: The senior picture, like, the, the person we went to, like, I remember when I was in high school and maybe Shane you'll like ring a bell like remember like Ellie Veo was like the fancy place to go where like yeah, they would yeah. do a, a professional job you know they all, and granted regardless of a lot of these hack jobs are out there you well, know, putting your stuff. I don't know
0: how many fucking <laughs> hack That's jobs it. are they just draw your picture on <laughs> construction
2: paper
1: they just do like a caricature picture of you from like, a cedar, cedar point a cedar point like here you go no but like I mean, I think, think Ellie was, like, professional enough where, like, maybe they would make it all look Even though, like, you're doing some stupid-ass poses, like, in a barn and whatever. Like, <laughs> you and don't you know, like, you've never been in a barn your whole fucking life. But whatever. <laughs> but the person we went to, I swear, my mom found some lady. And it was just, like, bare bones. So I'm in some super, super stupid poses. <laughs> and I had long, hair, longer hair at the time. I looked like a douchebag, for sure. But, like, that, there was no, like, airbrushing at all. So the one, it was kind of a close-up, and I'm in, like... Sitting on my side, like my hands on my elbows on my knee, just super, super yeah. bad. I think you and see ringworm. Yeah, and there's a like gigantic <laughs> yeah, the ringworm, twirling. and like I'm in shorts, <laughs> and there's a gigantic ringworm spot, like right on my thigh. It's like so obvious. Like yeah. the first thing you see is like this ringworm. Like oh my god. <laughs>
0: yeah they take picture. here hold this pitchfork and then this old lady you don't know is going to stand next to you in front of this in front of this turn of the century home I think this is going to you're going to really appreciate this when this you're older this is
1: going to really capture your character of who you are
0: but the picture I remember is you're wearing a um, you're wearing a trucker hat and you're wearing your you know your glasses and you're you're uh, topless no, you're
1: not, we're talking about like the
0: chubby yeah that's that's the yeah. picture I remember and you're um, that was, no, it wasn't your
1: topless you are wasn't you were those those ones didn't make the cut. I mean, they, we took those pictures. They just never got printed. Were so, there b- somewhere we could find them. Uh, probably.
3: Yeah.
0: You're back to, uh, but you, you, yeah, you, you're back to the uh,
1: childhood picture, and your hands are on your waist. And you're I believe I had, I believe I had baseball pants on, <laughs> without my baseball jersey, and they're hiked up to like just two inches below my tits, that you are look, like draped yeah. over my pants.
0: You looked like a photo negative of Cecil Fielder. <laughs>
1: Right, like after, like when he retired. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. It wasn't good.
2: Wasn't there one where you like in the, you were like in the waves, like at the beach or something that was. Like I mean, the there was people, a certain a, like... segment
1: of my life where they were all kind of the same. I mean, me without a top on, looking obesely fat, big grin, happy as hell, glasses, and like a flat top haircut.
0: I think we've talked about this. Did you? I was you? like
1: the Did... kid from fucking, what was it, the movie with. Uh, you know, like, it, set, it was set back in the 50s with the guy, you know, they, they went uh, Stand By Me. It was like the kid from right, Stand By right. Me oh, kind of. Yeah.
0: Right. yeah, he grew into uh, Yeah, Was it, it Conley or something? <laughs> was it a
2: um,
1: or? It was one of the brothers of one of, the, like, the families where there were a bunch of kids that were actors. Jerry
0: Connell, I believe, or yeah, something maybe, like that, yeah. yeah. That, that um, it, I, I think I've asked you this before. Did you did you put effort in the kind of... You just kind of naturally grew out of that?
1: Um, I didn't eat for two years. <laughs> He's an okay. eating disorder. The doctor. I, uh, that, no, I, I mean, luckily, I mean, I hit puberty. and I think I started to grow taller and then kind of thin out a little bit that way. And then my uh, freshman year of wrestling, I really got into, like, wanting to make a certain weight class. So that kind of forced me to lose some weight. And then uh, I think it was a combination, you know, just, like, sports and growing up and you're <laughs> – my body started actually like making some hormones to like eat up some of the fat and just being active. I yeah,
0: think. Shane, when do you think uh, your body will start making some hormones?
1: <laughs> We're not talking I estrogen. Still praying. Still praying
2: it's gonna happen one of these days. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for bringing it up, Mike.
0: I would say that I trim my beard, and none of you guys said a damn thing. You sons of bitches. You guys are animals. Looks great. Monsters. Yeah,
1: it looks, looks awesome. Uh, okay. I can't do like I was try. I would try to do a beard every once in a while, but then like after a week of not shaving. It's so freaking gray that I'm just like I look like I'm ten years older. Like a
0: like a grey like a gray wolf. No, Clooney does it. Clooney pulls it off.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's a, I don't know. Not a silver fox. <laughs> a no, more let's, of a, let's hope not. But no. Oh.
0: Shane, why don't you take us from here?
1: <laughs> we, we we hit we 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 ran aground. I mean I have more topics speaking, to
2: talk about, but
0: Speaking of beards, how about your dumb face and your beard? <laughs>
2: Jim loved my beard. Oh my god! <laughs> Every week he'd be like, "Would you shave that fucking thing?" Like, What's wrong it with wasn't. It?
0: It? it wasn't necessarily. You. I mean, you grew a full beard. It was just unkept. It was very poorly managed. It wasn't yeah.
2: managed at all.
0: No, it wasn't. It was homeless looking. <laughs> it was. Wasn't. It was. It was like. Uh, like you had like a forty-year-old Serbian man's cubes like on your she- face. It was, it was
1: like a sheep that hadn't been shorn in <laughs> fucking years. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. But it was I was going for look, the look. I mean, so you,
1: you nailed it. Then you think I you nailed, nailed
2: it? it? I did. I got what well, I got. What I wanted.
1: Well, I guess you did then, because right. spot on with the with that.
2: yeah. Well, well done.
0: You, right. The look you were going for was cracked out hobo. You nailed it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I did take third in the Masters pool this year. First time I've probably cashed out, and I can't even remember. The thing that kind of drives me crazy about it is I had three guys in the top fifteen. Timmy Gibbons, who won it. Had n- his best finisher took twenty first, <laughs> and he and he won the whole thing, the but, whole King Caboodle. But
0: how how does that happen? He brought four four golf. No, you can't bring four golfers.
1: No, he did. No, all four of his golfers made it to the weekend, so they were taking the two best scores out of four golfers for every hole. Uh, okay. So there was like no bad holes.
0: Oh, every hole. It's not just their aggregate score at the end of no, the it's day. It's every
2: hole. And what what's really weird about it is, so even if you have like, say you you say we both have one guy left. And your Is that your guys that's not pot-
0: stableford
1: scoring well the the holes are scored stableford oh, okay but you're just using the two best balls out of your four if you got all four of your guys still in it yeah then you have like four chances to get two good balls and be you know for the most part it's going to happen if you only have two guys in it then those are the only two guys scoring so i've got i've got two great balls it's a it's your balls are pretty good <laughs> it's about uh, i think it's about depth you know and i'm, that too. I mean, and I'm talking about pre-ball. your balls i'm talking about the masters tournament they keep getting lower and lower yeah i think that's a aging thing too like a marmaduke <laughs> <laughs> but it, but I
0: also work on that too. I moisturize down there quite a bit.
1: Do you do some stretching? And you put like little weights on them and kind of pull them longer?
0: No, I actually I uh I actually blow dry them every morning so just get some heat on them.
1: <laughs> that loosens them up. Yeah,
0: you get some elasticity and then I actually uh and
1: You have like a rack like one an old torture rack. Yep, you put I, them on and you just I Actually. <laughs> yeah,
0: I got an old uh you know one of those things that you cook like breakfast sandwiches in like one <laughs> Like a panini maker? Yeah, exactly. And I, I put I put them in there, and it now, gets is the it, wrinkles out. Is and you the, get you get a couple of centi- you know, couple of centimeters, maybe an inch. Yeah, there's extra skin in there. That, you that, t- that right. typically is not when not you working take the wrinkles you. out. Um, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna hang a little lower, and I think you're gonna be more confident, and uh, you're gonna Nick Faldo would take notice of your of your <laughs> waist and inseam at that point. <laughs>
1: He's wearing a twenty eight inch trouser, but his <laughs> and, uh, bowls. If I'm not his mistaken, bulge.
0: Those are a couple of pro v ones in his uh <laughs> on his right leg there.
2: <laughs> pro v one, pro v one X. Pro V one X? And the triple X.
0: <laughs> pro V one, Triple X. Triple X. All right, Shane, do you wear a jock strap when you uh work out? No. Did you as a kid, did your did your parents my my father was very he was adamant. Very, he was adamant about me wearing a jockstrap and a cup.
2: Oh, I wore a cup like baseball, no
1: matter what position. You wore I fit. a cup in wrestling too, didn't you?
2: <laughs> that was a
1: that no, was a prosthetic. We, well, penis. we wore jockstraps a lot in college, like for
2: wrestling. <laughs> I, don't, I think I always underwear. wore underwear. I very rarely wore jockstrap ever. Not with a cup for us, obviously, but that <laughs> would that would be, be off putting for your opponent. I wore a <laughs> cup when I played football. All the time, you the old ball and chain. What
3: the? <laughs> get off me! Coach as hard as a rock down here. Get off me! <laughs> <laughs> no, but the uh, my
0: my dad be my,
3: my dad
0: my dad made a big deal about it when I started playing baseball. He never made a big deal about it when I was playing soccer or anything like that. But um. I think that is an old school, yeah, right. that's a very old school, like, uh, approach, like, you know, 1950s, like, you know, yeah, Gene, Gene was, Hackman and, and Jimmy Chitwood, like, here's your jock strap.
2: It was definitely like, hey, we're going to, you know, baseball, football season starting and we got to go to Koenig's Sporting Good in the mall and grab a jock, grab a cup for you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, right, it's man. not, It's not jock, it's not, it's not jockey like, itch anymore, it's just itch. You know, It's just whatever it well, is. Well, I think
1: there. obviously, like the underwear you wear now, for the most part, like guys, like it's it's all like kind of. I feel more...
0: like I I get all the support I need.
1: Yeah, I mean, what? Well, yeah,
2: the support's fine, but you need it like when you're playing football or baseball, like you need something I never, to protect I, you. I
1: never wore a cup playing football ever.
2: Oh, I always wore a fo- cup playing football. Mm. I need
0: I, a cup wouldn't fit. I had to use a knee pad.
2: Did you use
0: the cup <laughs> I actually used one of those mini helmets
1: that you get, like, you can buy. Uh, the
0: autograph.
2: I had an autograph mini
0: helmet <laughs> and, and, and that a, I wore Mike for the an years. autographed Merrill Hodge <laughs> helmet he wore on his cock. <laughs> no, the. Uh, um, have you guys gone into the um, high end underwear game, Tommy John type situation or anything like that? Tommy,
1: Tommy John? Tommy Copper, right? No, no, there's, the, Tommy there's, Tommy there's John's a brand underwear, yeah.
0: um, but then you all, I guess you could wear like the Brett Favre
2: cop, do they make like copper <laughs> no, underwear? No, I think they
1: do, but it's
2: funny that there's a Tommy
1: John underwear, but when I hear Tommy John, I just think of like massive surgery. <laughs> they do. For like your elbow or and something. They, yeah,
0: they put an extra tendon in <laughs> your wiener. <laughs>
1: So is the guy that invented the surgery the same guy that invented the I, underwear? That I don't know. It's That's a good worth question. Uh, or are you talking about like Tommy Bahama? Or on is there Tommy John? Hang on a second.
0: Can we get our fact checkers on the uh oh, wait, they, Tommy, they, John, no, they left not, because they they're not uh, we can pay them? They're not being paid.
2: No, <laughs> no they don't get paid by.
0: Where are the, the the three girls, the interns, they're not here anymore? Oh.
2: Okay. Next week they'll
0: be back. All right. So the uh, say so, yeah, so Tommy John surgery underwear. You, I thought it was you get Tommy John and you get a free set underwear. <laughs> Is hey, that not
1: it? I don't know, but it's it's I ironic. don't I
0: don't pitch professionally. Like no, well we'll repair your elbow and, and
1: <laughs> you're gonna you get a pair of boxer briefs. Okay, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> like shut up. Put the underwear on. You're gonna love them. And then <laughs> I don't know why you're complaining.
0: No, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I've got a few friends that swear by them, but I've, I've never tried them. I, don't, I can't spend $35 on a pair of underwear. I just don't, you know.
1: I mean, I'll do, like, the Under Armour, like, $35 for, like, a three-pack type deal. Yeah,
0: no, yeah. these are, these are. I think these are $25 to $30 a yeah, pair. I wonder
1: what the selling point is on those. Like, what's... Other than the free surgery, I, I, I mean, is, it, are the underwear free or is the surgery free? Like,
0: which one are you no. paying for? No, the surgery costs costs <laughs> several tens of thousands of dollars, but the uh, uh, but again, the underwear is 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 nice. I I've just heard that it's it's breathable, it's snug, and, and it's. It, it, yeah, I'm with
1: Jim. I got a bunch of the Under Armour ones; those are good. I just haven't had that many like issues with underwear problems that I felt like the need to really go top shelf.
0: Yeah, I just there's a whole other i guess i just bring it up for our listeners out there that if you're you know if you're looking for a change there's a whole nother there's a whole nother tier of underwear out there um so you know Bernetti, if you got a little extra change in your pocket maybe maybe you slide on a pair of boxer briefs uh, stymonds probably is lululemon
1: i'll tell you though what i have like delved into a little bit on like high-end things like that socks
0: Interesting. That socks is socks is the one thing I, I won't spend a lot of money on. I'm wearing a, a pair of socks where I, I know that my toe is hanging out of it right now. <laughs> I yeah I will
1: I will pay good. Are I will you, pay you top, a lot of time can on I, your feet like, guess like what work brand socks. They are? Car. Well, I have two. Well, go ahead, Shane.
2: So, the one brand that I only have, I only have like one or two pairs that they're awesome. We're about. not
0: talking pantyhose, Shane. We're talking socks.
2: You know, I'm like, fuck you. I'm
1: gone. I'm out of here. I'm, <laughs> all right, I'm so deleting just, this podcast. All right, right now. Mike. So, it's just me and you. <laughs> uh, what, what socks do you think? No, I'm not saying anything. I'm done. <laughs> Well, we can't make a pantyhose joke and people get all salty? Wow, that's, that was the line? We <laughs> pantyhose, we that's it. the one? That's the straw that broke the camel's back. All right, the, the
2: socks that I think are, are awesome. I only have, like, one pair of the Stance. Never heard of them. They're the ones that, like, they make them for, like, Major League Stans? Baseball. You took them from Stan? I think it's Stance. <laughs> S-T-A-N-C-E. What, what did, how did Stan feel about this? <laughs> they make them for, like, uh, NBA, Major League Baseball. So are they oh, just, like, that.
1: athletic socks? They're like compression uh, socks for calves and stuff like that. They're not like
2: compression that. socks. I mean, they're regular socks, but they—I think they're mostly like athletic kind of socks.
1: I have not heard of them. I will—I will look into it because I am—I do like good socks. The, they're the, not cheap. The two types that I've found, and I especially love them for like golf or if like you're running or walking. There's one that's called Kent Wool that are really good, and they're all like—I think they're made out of wool, but it's like a high quality wool, so the, you know it's not like a big heavy sock. I've never and then. Heard of them. They and,
0: feed the uh, they actually feed the sheep like uh crystal. Yeah, or I they, mean they're like they these drink. sheep are pampered. <laughs> they
1: don't carry on. The sheep are actually <laughs> eating veal. Which is kinda of weird for them. I'm they're sure. lamb chops. They're they're <laughs> actually cannibals. And then bombus. I don't know if you've ever heard of this brand.
2: Yeah, I've had bombus and I, I they didn't last real long for me.
1: I don't know. I, I would uh, I would strongly, I recommend those. And like as far as, I, cause I, so I work and wear boots all the time. Yeah. So like just like a good lightweight wool sock. I mean, yeah. smart wool is really good. I'm sure you guys heard that. Yeah, like I have some of how them does
0: those. it, ha- does wool, I wear typically like cotton Works. cotton socks, like under, under armor socks. My feet reek at the no, end of the
1: day. No, never wear cotton. Wool socks, literally there's days, I'm like I wear the same pair of socks to work all week fucking long don't smell I at don't, all
0: i would not advise that i'm telling <laughs> but you that's not, good. Not, not all week long no. like
1: you can get like multiple days out of wool socks yeah. and they don't smell ever I, I i might be down maybe i think my eyes have just been open just I mean, just, just saying you know i don't know maybe stocking stocking stuffer for you next year
0: yeah stocking no well,
1: no, so, no pun intended yeah. <laughs> stuff stockings with some stocking
2: yeah right
0: right okay shane you're the taskmaster here what else you got
2: yeah, um, so I stayed up a little late last night and watched the uh, 8.30. Of, eight forty five, <laughs> and watched the end of the Indians game. Oh gosh! Yeah, man. they're not. They don't hit the ball <laughs> at all. Anybody notice? They're yeah, they're in first place though. right? I, they, yeah, I think they're they're tied for first place. Pit, which, amazing, which is interesting because their yeah. pitching is is freaking amazing. But they got uh, they almost got a perfect game thrown against them last night.
1: Well, they probably should have had that guy not hit. Hit yeah, uh,
2: one out in the ninth. Uh, um, Perez got hit. In the the in funny the thing court. is, I was
1: on my way over here tonight listening to uh, Sports Talk Radio, and they were talking about the game. It was Jay Crawford was on. He's, He's a big, big Cleveland guy. Yeah, he, he actually just got hired. I think he left ESPN. He's going to be on uh, WKYC now. Oh, nice. So he was talking with, uh, I can't remember the one, like Chico, Mike Chico Borman on 92.3. And they were talking about the game last night, and Jay Crawford was like, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the Indians get no hit again at some point this year <laughs> just because. <laughs> Other than like three guys in their lineup, I mean, they really are kind of like a minor league. Yeah, I was almost lineup. like I was almost surprised it took this long for them to get no hit. That was so, the first time Francona's team has ever been no hit in all of his managerial roles. Wow. He's never had a team that gave up a no hitter till last night.
0: So I was inter- I was listening to ninety two three or ninety eight five, and they had a little snippet of the pitcher that threw the no no, and uh, it, it missed the perfect game because he hit. Perez on the on his back foot <laughs> and they asked him was like you know kind of what was going through your head at the time and he said well I threw a I threw a back foot cutter and I nailed it <laughs> and he's like I was, I was on all night Do you, you see know? when he like asked
1: Perez as he's trotting down the line he's like when he like in the thing you could tell i asked him, asking, he's like did, it, did that hit you and Perez was like yeah it hit me and he's like Fuck.
2: yeah he was he was pretty cool about it he was like laughing basically when it happened like you gotta be fucking kidding me like this just happened so he was in the zone.
0: So we need some lumber. We need some bats. We need some hits. Shane, you think they got? Uh, they got? They're sitting on a bunch of talent down in Columbus, or They what? got
2: some talent down at the, the the alternate site or whatever they're calling it down in Columbus. Um, Bobby Bradley and some well, other let's, guys. Let's you know, let's make some phone calls. Let's get I them. I mean, up. we got some guys that are hitting. You know, way well below the Mendoza line. The team's batting under two hundred. I think.
1: Well, they went zero for twenty-seven last night. that, yeah, that's that's that doesn't gonna, help. It's not going to help you know, your average. early April. Nope.
2: They did win today though. I mean, they're they're living by the long ball. They scored like 80% of their runs on home runs and they're not a big home run hitting team.
1: I think so. they're third in the league in home runs, but they're like probably near the bottom in batting average. Yeah, so and I don't think that's going to last. The how whole about year. but how about the game before when Bieber goes what, like oh. 10 or 9? 9, nine shut out. And uh this early in the season to go that many most
0: tr- most strikeouts and starts. Yeah, like third and third in history, like it's it's pretty astonishing.
2: Yeah, he's he's and he, awesome, and he was fourth. The, the The fourth number is last year, Shane yeah. Bieber yeah. in history right. of baseball, going back to like eighteen right. ninety yeah. something. Well on his way to another to see, Cy Young.
1: I mean, I can't wait to see how he's going to do for the Yankees in two years. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be exciting. I think we got
2: him for at least three more. What
0: crying. do you think that would do for baseball? I mean, do you, do you think there's ever ever going to be a point where they they and you know they they follow salary cap? I mean. I, arbitration being what it is, I mean, the, I, I think the everyone stands to benefit at this point from. I just can't believe they make as much money as they do, as it's, successful as the I mean, NFL is. is. But I think the 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 secret to the NFL is that they they have homogenized the talent in the league to create markets all over the all over the country and potentially internationally. So everybody's team has a shot because of the draft order because of uh, because everybody's salary cap and yeah, because salary cap and, and and teams are only going to get so good and and the Patriots success in the salary cap era is probably a little bit of an anomaly but the um, they've done
1: Well, and the in football in general like I think we can admit like it's just way more exciting than baseball. Like baseball is a long season, it's a grind. Yeah. Every game it's not like there's action every, you know, yeah. inning or whatever. I mean, you could you can watch a baseball game and then flip into something else and watch something for a half hour and turn back. Ah, we you know, but like right. a football game, it's pretty engrossing for the what two and a half three hours that it's on. So I think it's a better product. Yeah. Um, and there's yeah. there's yeah, less opportunities. The, you know. But the the
2: difference is economics wise, like baseball, you have 162 games. You've got local TV contracts, which in the the big markets are just enormous. Where football, like it's it's mostly they're all you know it's all controlled by the league. It's you got. You got only have what now? We're gonna have seventeen games. You only have you got you know fifty something players to pay versus baseball. You know your major league roster is only fifty. What's your point? What are you trying to? I'm saying there's there's a lot more opportunities to generate money in baseball. Um, I know football probably makes just as much, but they got they have more to spend too. I think the the economy of it is baseball does have a lot of money to spend. They're making a lot of money.
0: I think the majority of the NFL. Revenue though comes from the TV contracts. Well, I think the, the that's viewership. true for any
1: yeah. pro sport. That's it's that's all TV contracts.
0: But I'd be interested to see what it is. You know, MLB versus NFL. It's probably well the,
2: and MLB though. It's like each team has their local contract versus like NFL. They all share yeah, it. CBS and Fox. They all share and, it. Right. You know, CBS, Fox, right. ESPN, whatever. Um, so the the baseball definitely. That, that's why the Yankees like. I think billion dollars a year. They just or whatever can kind of write whatever check they want. I guess yeah, that's exactly.
0: what. I, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I don't like about it. So how long is it before sports gambling ruins all of our lives?
1: I think by next year we'll have sports gambling in Ohio. Yeah. When well, like when you do sports gambling now, I know Shane when we were coming back from uh, New York this couple months ago skiing and snowboarding. Um, you put it was like Super Bowl weekend, I think, right? It
2: was The day of Super Bowl.
1: yeah. Yeah. So when we were driving through Pennsylvania you were able to get on and like make some bets via whatever that you know online, yeah, DraftKings app or something. so. Is that basically like once sports betting becomes opened up in Ohio, f- like that? So you you can just literally will be able to place bets on your phone. You know, every state does weird different rules. Um, I know, was it Illinois?
2: Maybe somebody opened it up and they had it, and then now you have to like actually go somewhere to place your bet to the casino and place your bet hmm. as opposed to the app. So they're eventually it'll all be on the app but so it's it's kind of state it's all state by state rules right now i was
0: listening to an interesting i was listening to nine two three and mike florio was on i think and talking to the talking to the guys i I don't know what show it was and i don't know the guys by name but they were talking about sports betting and how it might open up opportunities for more teams and more cities in the nfl it just opens up the market to another you know the the NFL has room to grow. They could open up two more teams and equalize, um, and equal keep the divisions relatively equal if they just change the structure just a little bit. And they were talking about about doing that and where where those teams might be. And I thought it was a really interesting conversation. And uh, but how it related to sports betting and and that draw too was really kind of interesting. But.
1: I mean, I think it could get to a point where like you're sitting. At a game or at your house, watching, say, a football game, and literally placing bets on like or the next pass coming play. Or right? You know. Yeah. Oh,
2: you you can do that, and like in Vegas and stuff, in some casinos, they'll give you a little tablet, and you could just literally pick the next what the next play is going to be, and bet again you know bet what it's going to be. Hmm. Yeah, it's 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 already happening in some places for sure. Do you think
1: it's going to take control of your life once it becomes open in Ohio, Shane?
2: No here's why because i know i suck at it and i've learned you you know your limits i've i've learned these lessons long time ago in my in my early 20s when i used to bet like 10 games on saturday and 10 games on sunday and i would lose 15 of the 20 games and
1: did you ever just think that you're just really bad at betting
2: yeah i'm really bad at betting so why would i keep doing it like i was in college but you
1: keep doing it because you kind of really like to do it
2: well I when I like when I was in Colorado around New Year's and there was all the bowl games and stuff. <coughs> Sorry, Mike.
1: Sorry about that.
2: And I lost like I lost like 18 of like 20 bets I made. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, you probably shouldn't do sports gambling.
2: <laughs> some of them were though like Russian junior hockey that was on at midnight.
1: Jesus. So, yeah, because that's normal to it bet It
2: was on that. TV, and we're just bet, and I was literally betting like, will there be a uh, you know, will somebody score in the last two minutes of the game. Well, someone, well, Will, somebody, Jackson, will the last somebody two minutes, Vladimir
1: score a goal. Shane,
0: yeah. Betting on little boys. If, if
2: I see, if I had access to it all the time, though, I would literally just, if, I would wait till I felt like I had a game where I really felt strongly a certain way. <laughs> but well, I, I would
1: you say that you felt strongly a certain way, like you're terrible uh, at it. I think,
2: no, but I'm saying, <laughs> but I, but when I bet it in the past, it was like, I come on, I, Moscow. I felt like I had. A bet- you're better than that. <laughs> Well, when I was doing that, it was like, that's my opportunity. Like, I'm just fucking around. But if I knew I had, like, I, didn't, I, I could just pick the games. I I could always do this, right? But if I had access to it all the time, I would only pick the, the opportunities do where th- I felt like I had an do edge. Do you think or,
1: you would spend a lot of time, like, researching data to determine who you think? I
2: would spend a little more time, Yeah, yeah. I would. Of course. I mean, just same thing with like poker. Like, I, I read a lot of poker books. I watch a lot of videos. I, I listen to a lot of stuff related to poker. So, when I go play, I feel like most of the time, like, I'm, say, there's eight people at table, I'm better than like six of them at
1: least. So, like, before you even sit down and one hand is played, can you just look around and be like, I'm better than that guy, better than that guy? I got to watch out for that guy.
2: I mean,. Yeah, you, you like
1: like the guy, you like never never bet the guy with a cowboy hat because Shane, like, Shane, I mean, you
2: make some of those judgments, but they they might change over time. Like you make some of those judgments when you first sit down, but they Shane's might change name at the
0: casinos is Papa Giorgio. <laughs> I've been thinking <laughs> right about this going
1: way, back. Mr. Papa Giorgio. <laughs> so is the casino downtown like wide open now again or what? Um,
2: it's not wide open. They have like I think still think that the blackjack tables there's only three or four seats. Poker tables are. Just they only have 15 tables and there's six per table they still have they have plexiglass dividers between everybody um so it's not wide open you got have still, you been down there yet since i have not been there i'm, I'm thinking about going soon though i've got, I've got I mean, my you gotta friends. be itching it's been a while i got two vaccines like yeah i get my second shot tomorrow. opened a couple weeks ago yeah mike's got a second one coming up you said Jimmy,
1: when
0: you are like, we gonna go down to the racino and bet on some uh bet on some ponies
1: that's fun. I like to do that. Yeah, I, that was, is fun. I mean, I don't know shit. And I'm like, when you guys know, like when maybe I buy, we, maybe we need to I, tell the story. I'm not betting on. Yeah, that would be a good story. Tell the story, Mike. Yeah,
0: my my first foray into into betting on horse racing was uh, down in what was the name Gulf of Gulfstream. Gulfstream down, down in
1: uh, Miami. Yep, Lauderdale area. Lauderdale area. Yeah. And it was
0: a really cool day because we had just finished up uh, Hollanddale I think. It we was. had just finished up wrestling in the tournament down there. We, it was we had already celebrated New Year's Eve, and we were going to find something else to do. And uh, you know, Coach Kerry Volkman decides, why not take these guys out gambling? All right. At, uh, at at the horse track. The cool thing was, I don't know if you guys remember this, Huey Lewis and the yeah, News. They were are playing, playing live.
1: live. I thought it was a cover band, and we walked over uh, and was, like, it's, oh my god, these guys sound. Pretty good. That's funny. Was it hard to get up to the I sent, front row? I sent you a text like a couple <laughs> a month ago or so, and I, I heard a Huey Lewis new song come on. I'm like, stalling. I just heard like it wasn't it wasn't Power of Love. It was like, yeah, it was I a know. little bit more of a B side. But like I as a kid, I loved. Huey Lewis in the News.
0: uh, Yeah. One of my favorite songs by Huey Lewis. I don't know what his attachment is to uh, maybe the Vietnam War or whatever as a veteran, but (laughs) Walking on a Thin Line. Yeah. That's a great, great song by Huey. Was Huey Lewis a veteran? No idea, but he writes it. It's a pretty powerful song. Walking on a thin line. Anyway, so I go, we go to the track. I know nothing about it. Somebody hands me a program. I go through the program. I,
2: I'm pretty sure I'm the only one, in on the entire team that knew anything about
0: it. And how much did you win that day, Shane?
2: <laughs> no, probably nothing. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. So you're like the William H Macy in the cooler. So basically, so I so I put uh I look through all the horses and I say. um, I, you know, this decree horse looks looks pretty. Uh, so looks the horse's name was decree. Decree. The horse's name is decree, and um, I don't know what what I base this on. Uh, you know, uh, there's there's certain like, like stats that the horse has, win history last race and like also like what drugs they're pumping into that horse i think it's is another illegal, thing is like for, what are they spraying they, on that las- horse lasix yeah the breathing exactly might. yeah so the, for their eyesight obviously and the uh <laughs> they gotta
1: see where they're going
0: <laughs> so so that horse could see
1: you're going so, the wrong way
0: <laughs> that horse was running around the track the wrong way then we got him some lasix and he, he ironed everything out he was making left turns but the <laughs> kept
1: bumping his snout.
0: <laughs> so anyway, that I, I go up to the I go up to the the counter. Tell the guy I'll take uh, ten dollars on on decree. Bling! Like the 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 windows close. He takes my money. And he hands me the ticket. And uh, and it's uh, the. Well, you,
1: but you like you walked back. You didn't even look at the ticket. Like you walked back and like we're standing kind of by the rail. And you're like the race is coming up. I remember. Yeah, and, and, and I, you look I, at the I, ticket like uh, and you're like. Oh
0: what son of a yeah I, I walk back the bell goes off the horses are racing they're, they're doing the 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 mile quarter mile whatever it was and the um and i look at the ticket and i'm like oh shit it's the three horse it goes up and it, the three horses name is Callie and jack and it goes off at 26 to one <laughs> <laughs> and that horse wins the race <laughs> and i was like i'm a genius <laughs> <laughs> and the so, cream was like a, a nine to five favorite. <laughs> yeah, right. And so, uh, so you know, I well, you so, hey, so you, I proceed to make twenty more, 10, 26 more ten dollar bets and lose all of
1: them that day. Well, that, I don't think that they'd even wrapped up our like gambling no weekend. That's right, down there. that's right. So we go. Is we that end all up, the same year? We, oh yeah. We yeah.
0: end up in an offshore
1: <laughs> casino, like
0: off- offshore, playing, like on a boat. Yeah, playing craps, <laughs> and we are. Um, And guys are up 15 they're 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 doing well jimmy
1: kesson (laughs) right right like so i i I knew how to play craps a tiny bit very little and it got to the point where like we're on this table and casey swimbo another one of our teammates was rolling and i swear to god he rolled for like an hour and 20 minutes (laughs) did not crap out and none of us really knew what the fuck we were doing and everyone was winning money there were these, like, retired, like, 70-year-old yeah. Miami guys that are, like, hugging and, like, kissing like Casey Swimba on the face. He's like, keep going, keep going, like, rubbing his head. Jimmy Kesson, hit. Jimmy Kesson was putting $10 chips on Snake Eyes, and he hit it, like, four times.
2: That's, <laughs> like, 30 to 1.
1: Yeah, and it was, like, insane. So it got to the point where literally, like, the, the pit boss of this fucking boat comes down he just like shuts the tail down he's like it's over it's we, fucking we're over. going back to port i mean they probably lost like 30 grand within an hour <laughs> on this on one roll like one guy rolling it was
0: I, fucking crazy i just remember we're all you know We're all college kids. We, all of us, are wearing our John Carroll shirts and khaki shorts, going onto that boat. I don't think there's
1: any NCAA violations that took place there. At one uh, point,
0: none of us are wearing shirts. (laughs) We're all shooting craps or doing whatever, Um, and yeah, drinking our faces off (laughs) to boot. I think earlier that morning we tried to go. the, the, The thing was, we tried to go out on a sailboat. But couldn't because the uh, the seas were too heavy or, or I don't know. Yeah, it was.
1: I don't know if it was the same day or like that was. uh It seemed like every day there was something kind of wacky going on. Oh, of course, yeah. It was kind of. Yeah, that was kind of the trip. We went on the sailboat. That's kind of our thing. Billy Hoffman like was like sea. You know, that was on the fishing. That's we went fishing. Freshman we
2: deep sea fishing. I don't think that's it was right. freshman year. Was it?
0: Who knows?
1: Yeah, I, I, know.
2: Know.
0: I remember that pretty bar, vividly. Yeah. But we go out. It's driving rain. It might as well, the we might as well was angry
1: in, that day, my friend.
0: We might as well be in Gloucester, Mass, <laughs> like tuna fishing. It caught like
1: two fish. Yeah. There's like two fish. Two out of little freaking groupers. Yeah,
0: we might as well have been crabbing in the deep sea, um, <laughs> with Clooney and Wahlberg, and but the uh, but yeah, it was it was bad, and everybody was getting sick, and we're just we're taking turns going like below deck just to kind of I,
1: I remember like so that fishing trip billy hoffman got like so sick it was just like puking and horrible we get back you know he had a rough rough go of it that day the next day we you know we wake up early for like a run on the beach Yep. we do like a long you know several mile run up and down the beach come back and then coach Walkman decided like he wanted us to do like sprints like into the ocean like i don't <laughs> not sure what that was trying to help but you literally had to like sprint into the ocean for like 50 yards and like sprint back and it was like the first time it was billy hoffman's like turn to go and he starts sprinting and he literally like the first step he takes into water like a huge wave comes and just smacks him in the face <laughs> and like puts him straight down and, and I he's had, like 130 pounds. And I hadn't gone yet. And I was standing next to Coach Volkman. And this was after like the day before Hoffman was like puking seasick. And he's watching Billy Hoffman. He runs in the ocean, just gets a little laid out by a wave. He's like, oh, "That cowboy's having a rough go of it." <laughs> it was just funny. Like he literally looked. Billy Hoffman looked like someone took a an oar and just smacked him in the face. <laughs> Speaking of which, shout out to Billy Hoffman because I think it was his birthday. Like two or. I think it was. a couple days ago. Yeah. Hey, happy yeah. birthday! So happy Bill, birthday, Billy Hoffman. If you're out there listening, um, try not to get, try not to do any like beach runs into the waves. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah. That, yeah. That, man, so many good stories from those trips.
1: <laughs> Shane. Shane, what about you? Good stories.
2: <laughs> or, or the next thing on the list. I mean, come on. All right, guys. So sign, sign of the times I saw today. So Alex Rodriguez, you know, everybody knows, famous baseball player was. Is trying to buy. He wanted to buy a, a baseball team and, a, and then a football team or something. But it, apparently, he's pretty close to buying the Minnesota Timberwolves in the NBA. So they asked Anthony Edwards, who apparently is a, their best player. They said, "Hey, what do you think about uh, Alex Rodriguez? Um, you know, trying to buy the team." And he said, "Is he a baseball player?" He said, I, "I don't know who that is."
1: I heard that. I heard people like got kind of like pissed about that. Like there was not pissed, but there was a lot of like chit chat on social media that were like that's that's ridiculous like how does he not know who that is and he's this younger generation blah 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 like who i don't know like who well, cares
2: Rodriguez is like 48 years old like yeah this, I, this kid's like 25 like i i totally get how he and he's been probably if immersed any, in, if
1: anything he would maybe know who it is because he's dating he or kind of dating on and off with jennifer lopez like that's they're, jim
2: they're they're off now they were engaged. i heard they're, I heard
1: they're back on though
2: like in the last day or two. Yes. Wow, they were off. Now they're back on. Geez. It was I, like a, it was like up a twenty-four
1: this. hour breakup. So, um, who cares? Who cares about the younger generation? I, I ran in into. General, similar, I don't care about anyone younger.
0: I ran into kind of a similar situation at the tail end of my career, where we were enlisting soldiers in the in the army, and and soldiers were showing up to our our unit that had that weren't alive during 9-11 yeah so it was like uh you were kind of it was a little bit like well you know we had a lot of you know of course uh, enlistment was kind of through the roof at one point and everyone a lot of people from our generation and the years um following can cite that specific example as the reason for signing up to serve and you know we have a lot a lot of great examples of that like pat tillman You know, for example that left the arizona cardinals to pursue a career with the the 75th rangers and um that didn't necessarily end the way anybody wanted it to but um but but we had people walking away from their profession to serve in the military at that time now i mean you have folks that are signing up to be in the military that don't and and fighting the war on terror although you know we're potentially withdrawing from afghanistan here in the next year um and putting an end to the the global war on terror that that have never that don't that weren't alive for that didn't see it you know happen on tv and and don't really have any have any connection to it so it's i i dealt with that kind of it's like wow you know jeez you know because i would talk about it and as kind of a motivational point to, as to why we were going to do something and deploy or or go overseas and fight or, or whatever it was and um, I came to the realization that some of these kids weren't even born at that point. It was, it was really interesting.
1: I got a question for you, Mike. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of off topic um, from what Shane brought up. But like when you were going to John Carroll, you decided to go ROTC. I mean, you had a lot of people in your family that were military, and that, you know, I think yeah. from when you started at Carroll, like you, you know, it was kind of the, the direction you wanted to go. You graduate, you go into the Army probably thought at that point like I'll do my four years and then you know be done but probably never had any idea that there was going to be our country's going to be at war like two years into it or whatever right so looking back now if you were to go back would you still knowing what you know and having gone through you know the combat and wars and being deployed and all that would you still go through ROTC and go into the military if you could start do it all over again yeah, I think I, I
0: think I would. I mean, I think it's a, it's a great development model for any young kid out there who's looking for a way to, to pay for his education. That's, that's you know still gr- growing to astronomical amounts for, for just about any, any college. You know, even state schools are becoming more and more expensive. Um, you know, certainly the school that we were going to was at the time one of the more expensive in the region. It's even more so now. Yeah. Um, it's a fantastic op- opportunity for you to obtain a degree have the have the department of Dep- defense pay for it and then serve your country for may- maybe just a short time maybe four years i went into i was lucky enough to get into aviation so they spent a lot of money training you on that so then you get it i was a i had a six-year obligation um you know you know for me um i entered the army and uh 1999 i went through flight school and i showed up to the 101st just a few months before september 11th so you know that that impacted the rest of my career for the next you know 20 20 uh 21 years the uh but i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't trade that opportunity for the world it allowed me to use my leadership skills and attributes that i'd really kind of honed through my athletic experience through my through my childhood and um it allowed me to use my athletic skills as well because it was a physically demanding job too every you know everything I had done up to that point it taught me about grit work ethic and also taking charge when um wh- you know when there was a void of leadership so I'm i you know I really relish in that opportunity a- any kid who is you know even a you know even if you're majoring in accounting and you're going you, you know you're looking for a way to finance your education and then serve your country um, and gain some really valuable leadership experience and then go into the, the business world. you know, having served as a lieutenant in, or a captain in the, uh, the US Army or Navy or Air Force or Marines will make you a better leader of people when when you do eventually transition, I would say. I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for the world i didn't i I really didn't see myself staying as long as I did but um it was you know truly rewarding and fulfilling and uh and I kind of just carved out a niche for myself in in that in that you know for lack of a better term industry <laughs> you know there was a lot yeah. of there was a lot of demand at the time but i yeah I wouldn't trade it for the world and I would tell you know any young kid who's who's thinking about doing it you know, in other parts of the world, um, Germany is a good example that uh, civil service is a requirement after you graduate university. University, I think, is high school level, but it, you 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 go to you're accepted in the university. You you graduate from there, and every everyone is required to do two years of civil service before they go into the go on to their their profession of choice. And I think that that would do us a lot of good, right?
2: You know, military services—you have to do it. Like, I mean, I, I've talked to some folks from Singapore. I know in um, Korea, I think you still have to do it. Israel. Like, Israel, Israel, yeah, right? Israeli army, yeah. So, I, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't,
0: I wouldn't trade it for the world. it was, a, it was, a, it was a great opportunity. Um, yeah, you know, and you know, the military profession and the rigors that go along with it, and the challenges that are you, you're faced with, I think are. Really, ideally suited for wrestlers. Mark Haywald actually introduced me to a young kid that's coming out of their program, who di- didn't necessarily experience a lot of success as a wrestler, but is going to commission as a second lieutenant in ROTC and then move forward. And there's no better way to pay for a school that's—I don't even know what it is now—but you know, thirty thousand dollars a year.
1: Well, I'm sure it's, more it's, it's like
2: fifty <laughs> right?
0: So um you know i think when we were going it was it was about that range and now it's now it's more but the army's has funded four years of his education he's going to go get to be a second lieutenant and lead lead people in high pressure dynamic environments and i think that's going to make you you know if, if <laughs> and if he majored in in business administration or economics or accounting or whatever it was at john carroll and he wants to come back to to that industry after having that leadership experience man that's pretty marketable
2: i worked with a couple of folks that were you know ex-military in the the tax you know tax world and they were were awesome you could definitely tell you know that those skills translate to to anything you're going to want to do um i was going to ask you though what do you so the i know the president just announced that by september 11th this year we're going to pull out of afghanistan what's your if you don't mind sharing your thoughts on that yeah you know
0: i think we've done what we need to do in afghanistan i think you know when he says we're going to withdraw you know the soldiers out of afghanistan i think we'll still maintain a a presence globally like we do we remain pretty globally engaged you know you'd be surprised to find out where we have where where people are at, at any given time around the world and we have a number of capabilities um you know ready to react when when issues arise so Afghanistan, being what it was, a haven for terrorism, I think we'll you know we'll keep a close eye on it. I do think it's probably time to hand the future of that company over or the future of that country over to over to the um, the Afghani people, and we'll monitor it. and I hope that they you know are able to maintain a legitimate government and uh, establish you know some cut some type of relationship with the, the Taliban. There, I think the Taliban will continue to do exist there and if they're willing to be a political entity that's that brings their you know brings their opinions and into some semblance of you know political argument then i then i think that that country can can decide for itself what it's going to be long term and and as long as it's not a haven for terrorism i think we're we're probably okay with that
2: yeah i mean, know, that, that's, it could that's the key right
0: it could devolve into you know you know we have a lot of we have a lot of uh, national security um, issues around the world. I don't think um I don't think Afghanistan remains one of them right now, and I think you know you can continue to find reasons to stay in Afghanistan, but I think there are larger issues right now that are probably more political, more economic, more. More diplomatic that that we need to face as a country, and if that uh, if that saves us a little bit in the budget, we bring those soldiers home, and we we focus on the next fight wherever that is, and if it's with, you know, a near peer competitor like like Russia, you know, heaven forbid, China, or or. You know, Do uh, you think like... Somebody in, so, you know, some you crazy like fat maybe, kid in North Korea, then No, we'll, but, we'll do that.
1: I mean, do you think maybe like Canada is a sleeping giant that we should be worried about? <laughs> I think Canada is comfortable with its role as America's hat. <laughs> <laughs> Just likes to kind of be there, you know, take it off every once in a while, put it on, you know, put it on a shelf for a couple years. Maybe, maybe... You just uh, know that it's there yeah no i you know i i mean have you ever had any brushes with a mountie
0: no i haven't i haven't but the, the interest the interesting not, thing about the yet. their military is that they're still they're still referenced as princess patricia's army wow <laughs> because at one point they were they were a
2: uh a british
0: yeah a british uh a not, part, not the part most of the in, british not Empire. the most intimidating they're still like, a, they're sign. still
2: part of like the commonwealth of right nations, right right
0: no, um, you know, it's interesting. I think that it's interesting what the future holds. I read somewhere recently that the two fastest growing populations in the world are Arabic Muslims and Hispanic Christians. And I think we'd be, I, I, I think that might potentially shape the, uh, and of course, we also have uh, a rising power in China and Russia, who's also going to meddle in just about everything we do, but I want to keep an eye on those two populations always and just you know and you know in in terms of the southwest border and what we do there and in terms of managing our relationship with Mexico and in South America I think we I think it'll be an interesting developing national security environment for sure but I think it's going to be more about cooperation globally uh global engagement for sure but not not necessarily you know combat deployments everywhere so I think that's I think that's going to be really interesting. I bet our listeners didn't expect to hear about this.
2: Every now, every now and then they're going to learn something.
0: Yeah, but you know, I HR. So we've gotten into the kind of film reviews, book reviews. Maybe we should do some some of this re- regularly. But I want uh, I recently read HR uh, McMaster's Battlegrounds, and that's a that's a decent book if you're kind of interested about you know what the future might hold in a in a national security context. It's it's really and he's one of the most brilliant. Um, generals to probably ever have donned that rank. I mean, it's a pretty it's a pretty eye-opening book. It's pretty cool. But I, I think we're entering an age where we're not necessarily fighting counterinsurgencies globally. We know what the cost is, and that's you know, we don't necessarily see the fruits of that labor. I think we're entering you know, a era of near-peer competition, which is um, you know, with with other very technologically advanced countries, which is going to be you know, if ever if things ever do go, go south, the human the human cost of that could could be much much higher. So we just need to manage those relationships, trade with China, interactions with Russia. I think you see us kind of holding the Middle East now at bay. With you know, I think we're kind of distancing ourselves from Saudi Arabia a little bit. We're energy, you know, independent right now. With um, you know, say what you want about it, and and you know, we there are some concerns with it. About the long term, but with our natural gas um, resources and then also our offshore drilling, we we no longer require a whole lot of um, interaction with with OPEC, which is you know basically yeah, an oil an oil cartel. So I I would say things are changing. Things are changing rapidly, and and maybe we just maybe it's time to just kind of withdraw from there and just kind of see how things go instead of playing sides and trying to influence it. Just. Let them fight for 30 more years and figure it out themselves. So,
1: was that the short answer for your feelings about withdrawal from <laughs> Afghanistan? Yeah,
0: that was the, sh- that was the short answer. <laughs> Shane, feel free to edit that out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll ask you for the long answer another time when we're all. Yeah. We'll off. get a,
1: di- a full dissertation. Off <laughs> podcast.
2: <laughs> yeah. Or we could have a separate episode on Mike's, Mike's. Well,
0: thoughts. most people just know me as a drunkard and a fun loving guy. A I, drunkard I, I,
1: with, from Viking stock. I,
0: I think they, right now, they. They got a little glimpse of you know maybe maybe that there's this something is, this more to kinda, this, guy. this
1: Yeah, this is kind of like your podcast interview to all the companies that Dan you know, Plato. Might be I, I for hope you. you're
0: listening um, because that was for you, buddy.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, but Dan Plato just skipped 30 seconds. Uh, he just kept hitting the 30 second. Button he's a, yeah, like, he's a skipper. Oh dear God, he's oh, a skipper. God. I think.
2: All right, well, uh, we're, we're hitting that time. We, we'll wrap it up. We got um, a question. We're, we're just going to do one question. Mike said he had one question for me and Jim. I had one
0: question because this happened to, uh, um, between my wife and I the other day. And my question for you guys is, when is the last time you hit a wrestling move on a loved one um, that maybe has, maybe has wrestled, maybe never has in their life, um, but just because it was so...
1: Like it was there, like wide was the, open that you, the cradle was there. You just I had to lock could, it.
0: I could not pass up an opportunity to lock up a two to one tilt, <laughs> two on one tilt, you know. And it happens to Melissa, unfortunately, a lot. Like as she's about to go to bed, and uh, look, she's not defending herself at all.
1: No, she's I mean, she's like, I am not your little brother.
0: Leave me alone. I don't want to drill with you right now.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I just scored four (laughs) bags. Okay.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. Swipes (laughs) all day long.
1: I don't know. So I'm assuming the last time it happened for you was very recently, pretty recently, like within the last week.
0: But the um, but it happens pr- pretty often where I'll just sneak up behind Melissa and just you know hip toss her. <laughs> yeah, but I won't like take her to the ground. But I'll let her know. Hey, I could. hey. I mean, if, if I wanted to, I could. This to. Is, this could happen at any moment. <laughs> just be aware. All it takes is just I you know lock hands, turn them to the side, and just a little hip bump, and you're on the ground.
1: I don't know. I for me like it, it's really easy cuz my little 3-year-old Janie like she's just a ball of fun. So she'll often just wanna just like tackle me. But every once in a while she'll go to ta- yeah, and I let her, and just, I let her and I let her tackle me for, like you know 90% of the time. You don't ever stiff arm her to the ground like but every, not today. But every once in a while she'll just be running at me and go to tackle me and I'll just hit a super duck on her <laughs> and just to let her know I still got it. So, so still change level. Hey. hey. I mean, granted, I'm on my knees already, so I can't get that low. Got but, that but I, I nothing that If I set it up right, I, I can hit it pretty smooth. It happens. Have you ever, um,
0: I think this has happened too, where Melissa and I have been sleeping, and she's woken up in the middle of the night, and I'm at like, got a half Nelson on her and wrist control, and I'm, I'm like, kind of still half asleep, and she's like, Mike, Mike, leave me alone. I'm like, oh, God. You know?
2: this has never happened
0: bone NASA. arrow cradle nothing like that shane what you never thrown the legs in or anything like that saturday night ride or anything
2: <laughs> no the only thing it would be like if if we were just like standing next to each other in the kitchen like i'll look over and like well oh, I, I could like throw it i could throw it <laughs> over under here and i'll like pick her up like and start to like half get her over like my hips and then i'll be like all right stop. All right, see like, I, I, I used to
1: do it. that shit with vanessa but like <laughs> It's been she, a while, She's, she's onto it now, so she's such a, like, wimp when it comes to it. Like, as soon as I go to, like, do anything, like, before I even, like, can pick her up off the ground and do, like, a belly-to-belly suplex on her, she'll just be like, oh, no, stop, stop, no, no. Like, she starts freaking out, so I'm like, I'm like, I literally didn't even do anything. Her, will like, just go limp and, like, fall <laughs> to the ground
2: <laughs> just to, like, get out of it. Like, don't even try.
0: Melissa's a little bit of a tomboy, and um, she'll wrestle Owen a little bit, and Owen... Owen's getting to the point where he's, you know, he's nearly her weight and everything else. It's pretty, pretty fair. We should probably set that up.
1: I'll well, well to your point, though, like, Vanessa is not a tomboy. <laughs> yeah, so, like, is and Kristen. It, and it kind of, like, made the point. Because today I was trying to get Melissa to play on my volleyball team because we needed some people to play on the yeah. team. And it's a co-ed team. And you have to have, like, at least a couple girls playing. And we weren't sure we were going to have enough. So I sent Melissa a, t- a text saying, hey, I-, I might need an extra person playing a game night are you? would you be interested and her response was does a bear shit in the woods <laughs> and I said I oh, think so yeah. unless it's maybe in a zoo <laughs> <laughs> that's, a that's a good answer so yeah like she was she's a, she's a good one Mike you got a good no, one.
0: yeah we, we uh, I love her we all love her and uh, maybe you know next time if uh, we don't get any takers here or repeat offenders in terms of guests Maybe we just bring Melissa on, and
2: yeah, I think at some point, I think at some point, all our wives are going to be on here for one for one episode. We'll see. But Melissa, my, she's the easiest one because we <laughs> cause
1: we do it at her house because she's thirty yards from the ca- cutting. Because she's
0: she's on the porch right now, tapping her foot with her arms <laughs> crossed. Like, when is he going to be done?
2: <laughs> she wants you in, Mike. No, nope. it's in he, bed. Yeah, so I. She yeah. wants
0: you
1: to
2: cradle her.
0: So, folks, you've just uh, listened to uh, what critics are calling the number one podcast in the world. Um, for the nineteenth time. For the nineteenth time, episode number nineteen. Shane, uh, what's our handle?
2: Uh, we're at Cutting Weight on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of them. C u t t i n g w a i t. Fantastic. CuttingWeight at Outlook.com.
0: All right, we're gonna send you out. I to... haven't got
2: one. I haven't got one email yet. So, <laughs> if, if You're, the, if are you the, checking? The first, the, I am checking. The first person to email me we'll read it we'll read it on the podcast no matter what it says yeah if you listen fair. this part of the podcast and you send me an email at, at com, we will read it verbatim on po- verbatim on the next podcast
0: if you're listening out there bing bong in Malaysia whoever keeps downloading that episode <laughs>
1: Make sure you use a translation thing on the email because we don't speak <laughs> you know, we, Malaysian.
0: We don't, but we're happy to, and we're not. We're certainly sensitive to uh, to your to your uh, culture and everything else. But I'm gonna send you out to uh, a, a little known band uh, that I. Uh,
1: kind of like, kind of like the Cutting Away podcast. <laughs> Very little like known. Cutting know weight podcast.
0: And a band that will probably not chase us for copyright <laughs> privileges. But uh, the band's name is Deer Tick. This song is called Ashamed. And I hope you guys have a great week. And thanks for cutting away with us today.
1: Bye guys. Bye. Thanks. I am the
0: boy your mother wanted you to meet, but I am broken and torn with
2: heels at my feet. And with your purest light, why don't you shine on me? I should have been an angel, but I'm too dumb to speak. Now as she gets near, the visions get clear.